Welcome to Incredible Conversations with me, your host, Isabel Wellman, where incredible discoveries are already within you. Today, I just want to get a little personal. (laughs) I want to share some hard feelings that I am undergoing right now. And what my personal practice is to bring myself back to peace. So, maybe you know, maybe you don't know. But Dan is an engineer. And he works with a company where he has the opportunity to travel. Which is a big reason why he wanted to do it in the first place, which is amazing. And when I first was talking with Dan in the beginning of May, he told me about this and how he probably wouldn't be seeing a job until the end of the summer, September, October time. And he uh, was basically just waiting for for someone to get back to him, see what what would uh, line up, what would appear. Thought that was pretty badass, pretty cool. I was hoping for the best for him and that something would appear sooner than later. And well, I uh, <laughs> saw that come to a reality a little sooner because it's our second official time getting together to hang out. And I get out of the vibe. I'm throwing my rollerblades on. I... I remember it perfectly, Dan running out of his house, skateboard in hand, I'm moving to Alaska, and just hearing those words ringing through my ears like, whoa, that is one, admirable, two, amazing, three, holy balls, I bet he's so excited, and being just lost in my own excitement for him. And then the back of my mind, the little tiny voice saying, oh no, but what if you don't have time to see if this was meant to develop into anything after all these years of subconsciously, unconsciously lingering towards the other, so to say. Always playing some sort of role in seeing how the other is or seeing each other along the way getting together to catch up in Colorado or coming home and relearning who the other is from our fun little high school days and uh needless to say it worked out thank goodness but we were Um, undergoing for the first time him getting to travel for this job that has led him to this opportunity up in Alaska. I am so full of love and support and appreciation and I mean I'm enthralled to be able to witness someone undergo and achieve a goal that's this immense this this big in their lives and it's also very admirable and charming because this is now an old goal 
I mean, this used to be something that was very important to him, and now he's already looked on to that next new goal, that next level of, all right, what can I achieve? What can I create? What can I do to better myself in a way that I will enjoy? And this is just part of his stepping stones to get there and to see that laid out for someone in real time and to witness it and to undergo the the missing emotions, the sad emotions, and to appreciate them. One, I would hope I'd miss the guy when he's gone, but it um, doesn't necessarily reflect the sadness in a way of feeling alone but I'm but I am lonely I'm lonely in the sense that I've never physically lived alone in a house yes it is our home but while Dan's gone for two to three weeks it'll just be me under this roof and I've never I've never undergone that before the first time I'd slept alone in a house since moving well since ever I don't I don't even think growing up that happened I um I got to undergo that at my dad's this past May one of my first nights home and I he went off to camp with my um aunt and cousin and had me watch the dogs and do all that stuff and that was fine but it was it was scary being alone it caused me to have anxiety it felt uncomfortable. I was scared. It was bizarre because I was in the safety of my childhood home. I was perfectly fine. I had all the dogs. I was watching Netflix that night. I was enjoying myself. I was enjoying not driving. I was enjoying not packing or unloading the car or trying to find arrangements to sleep for because I moved out of my place. I was just at peace, but I I was alone that night, and it was insane how that affected me, how that being alone in a physical space, um, yeah, it brought on uncomfortable emotion. And to sit with that, to truly have to sit with that and be okay with that was one thing. And now I'm presented with my next big task of staying motivated what am I going to accomplish in these next 21 days while Danny is gone what am I going to motivate myself to do not just sit in the sadness not sulking oh I don't have this 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 Dan's gone I could yeah and lean into the resistant things to the not feel so good things to the waste your energy and time by not doing anything, by not accomplishing anything things. And I can fall into that mode terribly easy. If I'm sad enough, I am the worst little rock. I just sit there and I loathe and I sulk in my sadness. Can, can you believe that? Can you believe that? That is honest. That is very honest. That is what I do. I... I, I'm a, a little turtle. I go into my shell and I don't want anyone to come knocking. I don't want anyone to say, hey, are you okay? I don't want anyone to acknowledge that I'm not doing anything. Because then I get mad at myself for not 
doing anything, which is my choice. It's my choice that I sit there in that sadness, that I create that abruptive commotion in my mind, that that anxiety fills my veins. I choose these ways of being and perceiving and acting. And I, and I have myself live them, literally. And I'm the only person who can get me out of that mindset, that manner, that way. I am the only one who can pull myself up, motivate myself to make something of myself, to get to CrossFit, to wake up early during the week. To make sure I go to bed at a decent time. To meditate for half an hour in the morning, half an hour at night. To do my daily journaling and yoga stretching and listening to podcasts. To working on my website, finishing that. To working on getting my yoga sequence written out for a job interview I have coming up. For continuing to post this podcast regularly on the scheduled time after I took my very, very needed break from Instagram to continue to speak positive words and affirmations and to help motivate and guide and inspire other people to quite literally get themselves out of the place that I'm at now in this sad little ball of silliness where I want to just be lazy And I don't want to go to the gym, and I want to read my book, and I don't want to move, and I don't want to go explore. And I want to stay sad in my house and not leave or see anybody. No, no, no. When we're presented with a choice, and we have the ability to rise above it, which is every occasion, because when you deny yourself the ability to rise, you are choosing that. You are choosing that. It doesn't matter what there is that is an obstacle for you. If it's mental, physical, emotional, medical, however you want to label a condition or an obstacle that is preventing you from rising above, you are doing yourself a disservice. Other than taking some kind of responsibility doesn't matter if you brought it on or not that's not the point it's rising above that owning it and making something of it making self of yourself and appreciating all the memories and all the good feelings and all the moments that you do have stored in your mind like little videos on a cute little polaroid camera And you cherish and you fill yourself with that love, that radiant, divine passion and truth and authenticity and expression of oneness, of a unity, of feeling the calmness when your head is on that person's chest and you hear their heartbeat and you are witnessing another life. Breathing in front of you, performing, creating, cultivating, manifesting, dreaming, being beside you. And even if it's not beside you, all around us. To hear that within ourselves, 
to know that that is the most astonishing and beautiful thing. And we move from that good feeling spot. And we wrap ourselves up in our own love, in our own gratitude. And we pull ourselves up into happiness, into our best selves, into that favorite sweater, into those socks that make you feel cozy, next to a heater that's going to warm you up, out in the sun where you're thriving like a plant, taking walks in the fall leaves and recognizing nature's divine and pure form and witnessing life all around you. It is that practice of gratitude that keeps me going in times that feel impossible, in times where I feel alone, in times where I'm scared. It is the gratitude behind my love of life, behind my love of that human, that man, that beautiful man out of the love of a dog love of my friends love of the world around me love of family love of people I don't even know love of the thought of a world where everyone is selflessly serving because that that is gonna waken us all up it's gonna bring us all home it's gonna allow us to express when we feel triggered or when we feel scared with one another so that we aren't living in these limiting beliefs and these habitual patterns and any kind of manipulative generational thought processes that we adapt and adopt as we grow up, as we live our lives. And then we question it all because we grow up. And we think that there has to be more. And that we are on this journey. We're all on it. It doesn't matter if you're... You have an addiction that's keeping you... So to say... Preserved or held or frozen in the same spot. Because you can't erase... What you have acknowledged. That you have grown. That there are human things... And realizations and facts... That we... Have to process and undergo... And take responsibility of. We have to quite literally check where we are responding in our everyday lives. And if we are pouring more focus into the pleasurable responses or the painful responses. Am I going to sit and wither like a dying plant? Because in symbolism, my sunshine... Or my physical partner, where that physical love cannot be shared, is absent for the time being? Or am I going to stay diligent and appreciate what is around me? Appreciate the memories I have and the warmth that is to come back into my life. And to shift my focus on what I can intend on making more beautiful today. More beautiful for me and now in this present moment. That's going to bring me pleasure now. Is it me feeling like I need to read a part of this book? Is it me 
feeling like I need to sit in my hammock and swing and feel the nurturing love of being cradled and held within the time and space, so to say, of this reality off of the ground where I can feel a sense of oneness? Am I going to let my mind rest and take a nap so I can reset? Am I going to contemplate different perceptions and ways of being and dive into a philosophical, philosophical, I can never say this word, and it's so funny because I love it so much, into the philosophy of my own thoughts and the things that they consist of. And it's, this is just how it is. This is how it is for me right now. Apart from Dan being away for work, I felt so exposed to old habits I had and that I am still living and working through. And this one is a silly one, but it's important and it's not the only big thing that I moved through. But I've never really been the one to show my deeper emotions. To be sensitive in my mind is to present that I'm weak. And I don't know exactly where I adopted this mindset. But it has haunted me for quite a while. And I was never a good test taker. Long story short, I never did well. Unless it was English, unless it was writing, I did not ever do well. Or science, once in a while, was pretty good. I always had great grades in school, but I just made sure that all my homework was on point so that it saved my ass because I was not a good test taker. I heard the word test, I'd sweat. It felt like there were monsters inside my mind playing bowling and a lightning storm going on and darkness and laughter and embarrassment I thought that my opinion wouldn't be accredited if anyone knew how stupid I felt failing all of these tests and I didn't ask for help I prided myself on not asking for help but I needed it quite often I needed the help and I learned that lesson big time When I left high school, and I did not go to college, and deep down I was like, wow, I am so happy that I get to miss out on taking tests, and everyone else is going to be going back to school, doing the same thing, and finally I'm free of it. Well, I took an EMT course, and a lot of people know that I took it. A lot of people just think that, oh, maybe she just didn't test. Well, the truth is that I was just hired on or given the news that I would be a a Keystone Ski Patroller. And there was no better feeling than that. There was no better sense of accomplishment in my life. Because I had been called and recruited to be the youngest female 
snowboarder, ski patroller at Keystone for Vail Resorts ever. I was 19. I was fresh. I had been one season into Summit, Summit County. I had just gotten into a relationship at that time. And I had just gotten back from California. I was living in the best place ever in my favorite house in Colorado. Shout out Montezuma House. And my life was perfect. I had Zena. She was going to be a little avalanche doggo with me. Or so I wanted. And I was in love with this idea that that I couldn't even be certain would be true because I didn't pass my EMT test yet. But I stuck strong. And I got through with my uh, first test. And I did not pass. And I have never... I've never cried so hard. I'd never been such a failure to myself, to my mom and dad, to the people around me. I had never felt like more of a dumber person in my life, as low and silly as that sounds. I felt defeated and it was wild and I, I don't talk about this often because I don't need to be living in those feelings in that moment or emotion. But I have accepted the lessons I've learned out of it. And I have overcome this situation. And honestly, this is the first time that I am talking about it so highly. Uh, this past week, Dan had no idea that I had anxiety with testing he always just thought I was smart he's the first person ever really in a relationship kind of way like present that he believes that I am an an intellectual person that overjoys me that I can that I, I can hear that it was just something I never really heard growing up and to hear that from someone feels really good But believing in it myself is, that's the kicker. That's, that's the thing. People can tell you what you want to hear. People can give you advice. People can help you as much as you ask. But you are the only one who can truly help or assist yourself. Who can truly get you to believe or not believe something. Who can truly change your mindset and to bring you into a space of comfort and nurturement in moments where we don't necessarily find ourselves worthy and it's all up to us to be that for ourselves having people around you who support you great But needless to say, we have to communicate that. And that's what I'm getting at. I communicated with Dan how I have this test anxiety because we had gone to the Alaska DMV. And I did not know that Alaska required a test prior to going. And it was a simple road test, but all of my questions kind of pertain to Alaskan laws and just things that 
I mean, slip your mind when you get your driver's license at 16 and you're 24. (laughs) I have to learn to be easy and gentle with myself when I uh, bring this up. Because it's okay. And it's, it is what it is. But anyways, I did not pass the simple knowledge test. And so I had to go to the car with my failure and just sit and wait for Dan to be done with his. And I broke down. I broke down and it triggered me. And he would come to the car and he asked how I was. And I just, I, I just let it all out. I didn't know what to do what to think I fell back into that dark space but I was in a vulnerable spot of sharing and that was the only way I could communicate it at the time and with his reassurance calming me down not trying to fix my emotion but sit with me as I moved myself through a really difficult situation it allowed me the space to be And it allowed me the space to feel and to work through it and to share. And that's what it's all about. Is being our most authentic and vulnerable selves and allowing ourselves to feel into that weak point that we all have. Or that we believe we have. We all have our shit. We all have what we are working on. We all have different memories and ways situations happen that other people might not see or perceive because they see you in a higher light. They see you in a almost rose-colored effect because of their love for you. They're not focused on those negative patterns that you focus on because they see more to you than just that. That one thing you're worked up out about doesn't define you. It only makes you who you are, and it makes you it makes you better. But it it takes it the the time. It takes time, and it takes processing, and it takes being grateful over and over and over again. And it takes not judging yourself or others, or events, or situations, Facebook threads, YouTube videos, what someone else has to say, a podcast, beliefs. And I always like to extend that if you don't have someone you feel safe communicating with, I am always an open ear. I'm always here to help you, to serve you. And I love, I love giving. I do. I really, really do. Because we all have that thing we're working through. But needless to say, I had this, this perfect life envisioned. And it just required me to detach the sentiment to it. And it took me detaching my worth to it and that failing isn't bad and that it led me to learning how to ask for help how to deepen my practice and 
finding out what is my path, what is for me, what is what I truly want, that I need to take that responsibility, put my focus into what is pleasurable versus painful. That I need to just work through it and everything will be okay if I do that. That it will eventually stir itself up and out. That it will eventually help me align with exactly what I've always wanted and needed in my life. And that brings me here today, sitting in Alaska, in my hammock. Missing my baby. And talking into my phone on a podcast that I created. Because I had a dream and my dream started to turn into reality. And now my reality is a result of my intentions. And now I need to dive into the rest of what I have on my plate. And to motivate myself day in and out. And to understand that it's okay to take steps back. But to always be grateful, to always practice, to always devote time to ourselves. We will all make it through the hard times if we stay focused on what feels good, what will only bring happiness into our life, and focusing, putting our focus, placing it into the activities that bring us passion and compassion that's all i have for today thanks for holding space whatever you're moving through i hope you move through it and you kick its ass and you appreciate it and you have gratitude for it and you welcome it with open arms Sending my love to everyone out there. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Incredible Conversations. Slowly echoes throughout your car as the podcast comes to an end. Sitting there in fascination, curiosity, and solitude, the visions of how you want to superfuel your success dance along in your mind. A deep belief has awakened, and you're empowered to consciously create your life by optimizing your energy and healing from the inside out. You've subscribed to the podcast, have left your five-star review, and shared this episode with a friend because of the new intentions you've created for yourself. You have your foot on the gas, hand on the wheel, and you no longer need a GPS to know where you're going.